long ago, roughly, did you start going down the path of, you know, helping others? Well, you know, it, I I retired from from the WWE. My last match was um, 2006, last time I wrestled. And um, it was in 2003, I went through some really hard times, uh, it really hit rock bottom. And then I found out that uh, rock bottom actually had a basement. <laughs> so I've been through some really difficult times, but it was... Hi, everyone, and welcome to the special simulcast of the Neil Haley Show and Celebrity Interviews Live from the Grotto with Greg Hanna. Greg, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing great, Neil. How are you? Fantastic. This guy has the most amazing stories in the world. Uh, I've interviewed him like four times. He's the former WCW heavyweight champion and WWE superstar Mark Merrill. Mark, thanks for stopping by, man. And, and I've been so impressed of your mission with kids and inspiring people in so many ways. And it's from how you hit rock bottom in life that really taught you what was important, right, Mark? Neil, it's great to see you. And, and Greg, it's great to meet you. Uh, you know, they say when you when you find your passion, you never have to work. So I guess I've been unemployed for about 16 years now. <laughs> I actually love what I do. There's no greater joy than, than helping another person. But it was, um, you know, I've been through so much in my own life, um, hardships, loss of loved ones, divorce, brokenness, heartache, you know, and the worst part about it is seeing other people that are going through it, but helping them go through it as I went through things in life where you can be maybe a light in their darkness. Well, it's interesting. How long ago, roughly, did you start going down the path of, you know, helping others? Well, you know, it, I I retired from from the WWE. My last match was um, 2006, last time I wrestled. And um, it was in 2003, I went through some really hard times, uh, it really hit rock bottom. And then I found out that uh, rock bottom actually had a basement. <laughs> so I'd been through some really difficult times, but it was making this amazing comeback in life through my faith and through believe it or not, helping other people, man, there's no, there's no greater joy than, than helping others. So, um, I started in, in 2000, let's see, in, in 2007, I got a call from Melbourne high school. They, they just wanted me to come and speak to their football team. You know, they heard some of the stories on, on television about me and, and I wasn't speaking in schools at that time, although I did many, many years ago when I was in wrestling, but I haven't done it for years. And they asked me to come speak to their football team and just about not doing drugs and so on. Anyway, I spoke to, I don't know, 40, 50, 60 players. I can't remember what it was, but it wasn't, it wasn't a large, lot of people. And next thing I know, I start getting these emails and how these kids say, man, you really changed my life. You really gave me hope. You really inspired me. And I was like, wow, that was really cool. Unbeknownst to me, that school told another school about me and they wanted me to come and speak to their whole high school. And it just snowballed from there, man. And then my videos, some of my videos went viral and um, it's just been an amazing journey uh, one that I never anticipated, but one that I've, I've been so blessed, man. I, I, I tell you, this is the the greatest thing I've ever, I have ever done. I mean, when people say, well, man, you're, you're a WWE wrestler, this, there's no comparison to getting a, a, a letter or a student telling you that you changed or even saved their life. And it's all about branding too, Mark. You were able to use wrestling's brand to help others, which is the story you make your your uh, shows when you go out to the schools and make them like big time productions. So did you where did you kind of come up with those brainstorming ideas and saying, how can I make it different than other people that talk about bullying in schools? 
and and well, all that. Yeah. When I when I speak to people that want to be like a, an inspirational speaker or or presenter, I always tell them like they come up there with the, these notes and they try to memorize notes or they're looking at their notes a lot. And I said, I think my success really came from. Don't get me wrong, I don't got nothing about, about notes. I mean, it's always good to have bullet points and things, but I really just speak from my heart of, of personal experiences. I more than a presenter, I feel like I'm a story storyteller and I share stories of my life, my personal stories. And when kids see that I'm not afraid to talk about depression or anxiety or suicide or things that I I've experienced or went through in my own life, they feel open to talk about it and, and get help or reach out to me and say, man, how did you, how did you get out of this? Or how did you get through it? And, and it becomes really in-depth conversation that I'm able to help other people. But, um, uh, getting back to the, the branding part about it is that, you know, when in WWE is bigger than life, you know, so I wanted to make my presentations kind of multimedia. Like when I'm talking, they're showing pictures of me growing up or my house or apartment I grew up in behind me. And then we they zoom in the on the room that I point out is my bedroom where I started dreaming as a little kid of becoming something in life. And, uh, it, and then, um, you know, of course, shows when I finally made it in wrestling and the big house, the cars, the boats and all the things that material things that you think are going to make you happy. And then come to realize that at the end of the day, you're at some point you're all alone. And um, that's where the comeback starts uh, through, through my, my gosh, my, the drug addiction, the brokenness, the loneliness, the heartache, and then making this amazing comeback in life and being able to help so many along the journey. Wow. That's pretty incredible. Mark, Mark, tell us, uh, tell us one of your one of your stories that's really close to you. Um, well, I, I mean, I, I, I guess one that that really touched my heart, especially with Father's Day just passing, was I spoke at a school not too long ago, and um, the there was um there was this young 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 man that the principal said, "Hey, can you go over and talk to him?" Uh, he goes, "Let me give you a little backstory." He's uh, he is this kid is a one of the best football players I've ever seen. He's going to a Division One full scholarship. And he didn't really tell me much other, but I could see the kid was really down. Like after my presentation, he was looked like he was in tears. So he was just sitting by himself. And I went over and I go, hey, man, how you doing? And he just said, good. And we exchanged pleasantries, your name and stuff. And I said, I just I just heard that you got a, a scholarship to a Division One school for football, man. That is incredible. Your parents must be so proud of you. He goes, he goes, they never saw me play. I go. They never saw you play. He goes, no, they never came to a game. And I thought to myself, man, my dad would worked every, my dad worked the corner of my boxing matches. He'd been to every hockey game, football game, boxing match, everything I'd been through. I thought I was there at everything. My mom too. And my mom, my, when growing up, my mom would be at all my, my games too. And I thought, how cool was it when you score a goal or you sack the quarterback or you win a boxing match, you look over and there's your, your mom or your dad in the audience, you know? And just my heart really went out to this kid and, and I just encouraged him. And um, I, I don't know, I think I, I think I really connected with the kid because I, I really felt what he was feeling because I knew what it was like to have a father, but I thought, what would it be like not to have a dad in my life? You know, a role model, someone you could look up to, someone you could talk to, someone that can give you advice, a mentor. And um that was one that that really I always remembered this kid, but I had gotten so many letters from students that um, were suicidal that that 
say I saved their life by the presentation, and especially my mother's video that I put out there that talk about um, you know their, our relationship with our with our mothers is uh, went viral and helped so many people. Wow. And uh, what do you think, how rock bottom felt for you? When did it start? And you started really saying to myself, I really hit rock bottom because the people need to know that because it, sometimes in your life, you don't ever think it's going to happen to you, but it happens to people. It happens well, to well, almost everyone at some point, not even for like one day, but to, to a level of a loss of something. How well, did you finally learn that you could deal with that? Even though at first you couldn't. Well, there was a time in my life where I had millions of dollars in the bank and I thought, man, I could live the rest of my life and just enjoy myself. And then through divorce and bad financial decisions and, and drug addiction, all of a sudden I realized I got nothing. And I became a, um, um, I became a personal trainer at Gold's Gym. And this is, a, this is kind of a cool story I'll share with you guys real quick was that, you know, people would walk into Gold's Gym and they go, Mark Merrill, they go, what are you doing here? And they go, I work here and they go, you work at gold's gym. And it was almost like a very humbling experience, but my client, I was a personal trainer. So my clients, we had this wall of fame at the, at the, at the gym. And my clients were like, you know, always on the wall of fame. And I was always getting this connection with students or, or with, 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 with employee or people that I'm training. And um, it, it really became a, a connection that I had with people that I was able to help a lot of people. And in turn, it was helping myself, but I went through uh um, a, a suicidal, it was Christmas day where I remember, um, gosh, I had no place to go. I had no family. My mother, my father, uh, both passed on my little brother and sister. They both died at 21. I just went through the divorce with, with my ex and it was Christmas day. It's like a day we celebrate the birth of our savior, you know, music and presents and the Christmas tree and family. And, and I had no place to go. And I drove down to Cocoa Beach, uh, Florida, and I sat under a pier on Christmas Day. I remember just watching the waves roll in and roll out and thinking, this is what rock bottom feels like. I have, and, and it wasn't, it was, it was having nobody. It was having nobody to talk to, nobody to call. Um, my my younger brother was going through his own his 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 hard time. My other my other sister uh tried to end her life through an overdose. Oh man. Uh, we just were, we were just broken. And um, I remember driving home thinking, I just want to end this, man. I just, I just wanted it to be over. I mean, how do you live like this? And that's why, gosh, what a gift that I was given to understand what people feel like when they hit rock bottom. And when I say rock bottom had a basement is mean that I wanted to end my life. You know, I just mm -hmm. felt that my best years, I was broken too. My body was messed up from wrestling too. all the search, 14 surgeries, you know, so much, um, and I was overweight at this time. I looked terrible. I didn't ever think anybody would ever even want me in their life, you know. And I remember driving home and retrieving my handgun. And I just walked into, a, I had this big walk-in shower. My house was for sale. And I was just a horrible place in my life. And I just leaned against the wall. And we're putting the gun to my my head. And I just felt like, this is it, man. All of a sudden, my, my heart starts pounding out of my chest. I could just feel, I could hear it almost, you know. And and um, also I've seen flashes like this visions of my brother, my sister, my mother, my father, people that passed on before me and, and many of my friends that died before me died so young. And I've seen all these, this vision, this, this thoughts in my head, it's like a movie's going in my head. 
And then I just remembered that I just wanted to end it. I wanted to be with these these people. I thought I could I could be with them. Then all of a sudden, this vision of hell comes into my head. I mean, guys, it was it was just so clear, you know. And I'm not here to preach to nobody. I'm just telling you my story. And it was like this this thought of a place I don't want to go to. I just felt like I didn't live a good life. I was not doing the right thing. I never lived. I wasn't living at the time for Christ and. I remember just falling to my knees and asking God to forgive me and and to please help me start over. And that's when I got a job at Gold's Gym, but it was the beginning of starting over. And then all of a sudden, good things started happening. It's like, it's almost like God assigns people in your life and they just show up when you need them the most. And, and through these relationships and friendships and new love and new happiness and new joy, it was like I found Mark Merrill's calling in life. I mean, I, I believe God's got a purpose for all of us. I don't care who you are out there, no matter what you're going through. And you heard part of my story. I mean, it's, it's obviously much worse than this short time I could really share, but it was through so much pain and heartache that I went through. And and I've been to so many funerals and seen so much death in my life that I wanted to live. And I tell you, when death fight comes to find me, they're going to find me living, man, <laughs> because I really... I really want to make a difference. I, I don't want, when, when I pass on someday, I don't want people to say, oh, yeah, man, I love watching him wrestle or, or something to do with sports. It was, I hope they remember me for making a difference in other people's life. That's the greatest gift we could leave anybody is the difference we make in someone else's life, paying it forward. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Um, so you mentioned that you did high school talks and school talks and so on. Do, do you do, like businesses do you go to companies and help I do. people like I do um I, in fact um I just spoke at the winter conference for the um for all the Florida sheriffs Ron DeSantis was there he was one of the speakers and I was the I was a keynote speaker for that and uh it was amazing so I'm doing some corporate events which is nice because it really helps funding the the school events you know a lot of schools they don't have the funds or or the the means to to bring me in or fly me across the country so this has really helped out doing corporate events um, and I enjoy that because I, I talk about not becoming complacent in life. Yeah. So many times as we get older, man, we, we seem to settle for the status quo. And, uh, we say things like, Oh, I wish I would have done this, or I wish I could have done that. Or we say things like those were the days where, man, I'm here to tell you, these are the days, <laughs> these are the days we learn from past mistakes. We grow in grace and knowledge and we can accomplish anything we set our minds to. I mean, Gosh, you could start a business. You can you could self-publish a book. And so many people listening to us right now have an amazing story. They could self-publish their own book just from online companies that do yeah. it, you know, and, and sell copies as you as they're ordered. You know, it's it's such a great process if that's what you wanted to do, you know. It gives everyone hope that they have a story, Mark. And Mark, how old are you? Because that's the surprise, because you 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 look younger every time I talk. It's like you're <laughs> reverse aging every time. But how old are you, Mark? Uh, brother, I turn uh, in three weeks. I turn sixty-three years old. Yeah, you. Yeah, are but I, you know what? I it's it's funny because I I mean I feel like I feel like a kid. My body's completely healed. I I really feel good in life. I stay I stay in good shape. I mean, I train a few times a week, and I I obviously eat, eat really good. And uh, but I think you know. Being around young people keep you young, man. <laughs> you got to try and keep up with these kids today, man. And it's funny because every time I go to a school, it's like one kid wants to, you know, it's 
the, the kids are so competitive. You know, let me arm wrestle you. Let me wrestle you. <laughs> no, buddy, I'm retired. Okay. That's hilarious. So, so speaking, um, you probably do some workshops, you know, maybe do some coaching, like what, what are kind of the evolution that you see over the next, you know, few years for you as you really grow and expand into this? Oh, that's a great question. You know, I, it's funny because I, I, you know, I talk about setting goals. Like when I was a little kid, I used to write my little book. I still have it to this day. In fact, I take it to every one of my presentations. It's a book of a, of the little boy's dreams that eventually would come true. It's almost like writing it into existence, you know? And um, I, I talk about like, you know, obviously having a plan, like for example, uh, when I wrote my first book, um, it was it was 2008. I decided to, to write a book. I wanted to share some of my story. So what I did was I took a post-it note and all I did was write book 2010 and stuck it on my computer. Now, every single day I get on my computer, what do I see? This little post-it note that said book 2010. In other words, that time I gave myself two years to write a book. Okay, that's that was my goal. You know, some people can do it sooner or faster or whatever, but I set a goal in two years. I want to have a book. Now, every day I get in front of this computer, I see that book 2010 post-it note. Well, the first year goes by. I didn't write anything. Okay. But I'm still seeing this. I'm getting, oh my gosh, I got one year left now, you know. So that's when I I started writing. And um, and it just started coming together. It's like you got to get this momentum going. And next thing I know, December of that year. <laughs> my book was published right before 2010 came. And uh, so that goal was accomplished. But if it wasn't for that post note that reminded me of that dream, that goal every day, I don't think I would have had my book finished or maybe a, maybe a year or two later. Who knows? I don't even know when, if I would have ever, even ever done it. But those are great reminders are, are little things that you could write down and put somewhere where you have to see it because it, it keeps you accountable and it, it brings to memory because many times years go by, they go, oh, I always wanted to do this or that. But when it's in front of you, it's a constant reminder. Setting those goals, setting that is so, so, so important. Oh my gosh. And uh, do you, like you being again near Diamond Dallas page, right? You're, are you still near? You're, you're not. You're in Florida now, right? No, no, I'm I'm 20 minutes from DDP. Yeah, you're, you're 20 minutes yeah. from DDP. Yeah, we get How to much of a mentor is he still being? Man, he's killing it. Give us an update on Dallas. Oh, what's he, happening? You know what? It's funny because when we get together, it's like we 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 bring each other up to another level. We inspire each other. We're we're each other's biggest supporters too. I mean, we we both have different kind of programs. I mean, he's he, he does a lot of you know the DDPY with the yoga and inspiring people and being a life coach and so on. And I'm doing a lot of the younger kids, and um, so we both have our own lane that we're in but it's really the same thing you know it's about bringing people to be the best version of themselves not necessarily competing with other people being the best version of themselves and uh he's one of my closest friends he's a great guy he's um uh, he's a guy that we talk on the phone and next thing you know hours can go by of us just chatting about life and and he's got a lot of good things coming up and um um and and one of the questions i did uh, greg i think you asked me was what what do i see for the future was you know, um, I would like to do more corporate events. I'm, I'm starting to really enjoy that because um, coaching or being being around my peers is a lot of fun too. You can have some fun with with jokes and then and have a little bit of sense of humor as where I'm going to schools. You know, you got that short 15 minutes to inspire a student and really connect with them. And it's a it's a it's a it's a challenge that I I love because man, at the end of my presentations, many times the kids are just you wouldn't believe how many kids stay after to meet me 
or, you know, talk to me, which I love doing. It's my favorite part of the presentation. Every school I say to my, hey, if, if I could stick around and talk with the students, please let me. Sometimes they let me or sometimes they say, oh, they got to go to their next class or something. But schools that are, are have been really, um, I think, inspired or moved by the presentation, let me stay and speak with kids. And that's where you can really identify kids that are self-harming, suicidal, broken, lost, um, kids that really need someone to talk to. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's that's really great. You know, a lot of a lot of adults could use that same kind of uh, support and help for sure. I, I agree. And that's and that link and to finish what we were what I was saying was that that's something I'm really looking forward to, especially as I get as I get older. I I have so much that I've experienced in life. And so when someone says to me, you're not gonna believe what I went through, I'm thinking to myself, well, you have no idea. <laughs> I probably have and a lot worse. So uh -huh. I I enjoy hearing people's stories and find ways that we can connect and help each other. Excellent. So, you know, being, uh, you know, now, uh, I want to say a self-help motivational uh, expert now that you're becoming an R uh, to help others as well, who in your life, uh, you know, influenced you? I know probably your your dad and, and others. Um, were there any particular, I want to say mentors like, you know, like a like a Jim Rohn or a Zig Ziglar, anybody like that that you studied or listened to um, to, well, you to know, help with self-improvement? Funny, I went and saw one of Zig Ziglar's last performances before he passed on. And obviously, you know, he he's just was an amazing person in, in life, you know, but I want I wanted to see him. And at this time of his life, he he had dementia. And he had his he had his son and his I I think it was his I think it was his wife and someone else on stage that would help keep the stories going because he would he would often repeat himself or forget what he was saying. They would remind him. But he was still, you know, he, he had so much knowledge, you know. So the funny thing he was doing, he told this story. And then, um, and it was a really inspirational story. And then he started telling the same story over. And his son goes, Dad, Dad, you just told that story. He goes, I know, but that them back, that those guys back there didn't hear it. <laughs> and it was, it was hilarious. The whole place just broke out <laughs> because he almost kind of made fun of himself that he, he couldn't remember. But getting back to the people that have inspired me, my um. Uh, my boxing coach, um, Ray Rinaldi, he, he's uh, 93 now, and he's been in my life since I was 16 years old. And he's been with me through the, the, the peaks and the valleys of winning, losing, making in life, marriage, divorce, uh, you know, everything. And he's been one person that I always said, if I grow up, that's the guy I want to be like, you know, that's the person that that has, has helped so many troubled kids like myself. There's so many Mark Marrows out there that this guy has inspired in life, boys and girls. And it's just an incredible, incredible journey. Now he's, you know, he's in the, in the, in the, in the last chapters of his life. And um, we are so close. I just called him on, on Father's Day and I'm going to see him on uh, July uh, 14th through the 16th. So I'm going to spend some time with him in, in New York. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, of course, my faith in God is first and foremost, though. I, I, I can't say anybody without saying that, because without Christ in my life, I, I wouldn't be here today. And I, I owe everything, my comeback in life, everything I've been through and the way I treat others now is because of my faith in him. Yeah. Once you have that relationship, Mark, and you know that you wouldn't want to treat that you don't want to be treated that way. You make sure you treat people very, very nice and humble because when it happens to you, it's a it's a rude awakening when you're being treated poorly. And, or, and, or, and you know, 
the thing is not everybody's nice to you. You know, there's some people that say very mean and nasty things. And, and there was a time in my life where I'd want to just fight back, like right, right back. Yeah. Or, you know, I, I, if you're on social media, like write them right back and tell them how you feel. And now I, I, I'm so good at just ignoring it or actually, I gotta be honest, many times that people said some really nasty things about me or to me or, or made up something about me, I actually pray for a man. Maybe they're going through a really bad season in their life. I know when I was hurting, it's almost like you want to see other people hurting, you know? So I kind of, and it's funny because I've actually had people that have wrote back and apologized to me years later for something they said about me or, or, or on social media or a book or something and apologize to me. Um, and I tell you this, it's one of the greatest things is, is, is not letting your temper or your anger overwhelm you, you know? Um, and so, I don't know, it's just something that's really been great in my life that uh, I, you know, walk down the hall and you say hello to someone, they look at you like you're crazy. And it's like, God bless you, man. You know? Wow, that's pretty crazy. That's amazing. Greg, you have your favorite question now for Mark. I, I do. I can't wait to ask this one. I'm excited. Mark, I ask everybody this. And, you know, for selfish reasons, first, it's to help me be better in life. Um, but also, more importantly, for those people who are listening to Neil's show and might eventually hear it on mine. Um, so here goes. Uh, Mark, What what's the most important thing in life you feel you've ever learned? Well... We all, we all go through storms in life. Every one of us, man, life is not easy. And, you know, some storms, you could just walk through them, you know, some storms you, you got to run through. And there are some storms that come in life that you got to hold on with everything you got, but don't let go. Don't give up. Don't quit. It's, you know, just don't quit, man, because after every storm, man, the sun will eventually shine and it could be brighter than you could ever imagine. But if you quit, you'll never know that. So please don't quit. You know, whether you're going through a season in life, maybe you're a broken marriage that you're trying to save or give it everything you've got. So even when it's said and done, you can look in the mirror and say, I really tried my best. And that's all you can ever ask from somebody. Just try your best. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Great information, Mark. Best place people can find information on you, Mark. Where can they go? No, man, just uh, type my name and I'm I'm all over, you know, social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. I'm, I'm everywhere. So, um, uh, and of course, my my website, if you want me to come to speak to your your uh, corporate event, your school, it's thinkpause.org. And pause is P-O-Z, thinkpoz.org. And um, I'd love to come out to your area and uh, inspire your community. Appreciate it, Mark. Another great time. You're so amazing how you come with your busy schedule always come on my show. I appreciate it, sir. The first time was 2009. My first year in radio and podcasting, 2009, you came on my show and we stayed in touch. I think it's been four times and we've both grown in different ways. So it was great having well, you on. Thanks for having me back and God bless you, Neil and Greg. Right, great to meet you, man. I hope I see you guys again sometime. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Marty. All right. That was Celebrity Interviews live from the Grotto with Greg Hanna. Guys, take care.